0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks. Hey,
1: I'm Brian Hyatt, and this is Rolling Stone Music Now. Happy New Year. I am with... Andy Green from Rolling Stone. What's up, Andy? How so much. How you doing, Brian? Good. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Yeah, it is uh, 2017. Damn. And because it is a new year, we have a new class for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty big class this year. It's big. Is it? Is it like one bigger than usual? Well, because there's Pearl Jam is going to play this year. Where last year they they had no big headliner that really played. So
1: you're not saying big size wise. Like there's one more act than usual. You're saying it's big because it's
2: impactful.
0: Yes, I would definitely say that. And and Tupac, uh, who will not be there sadly, but yes, yeah. But there's Pearl Jam. There's Journey. There's Yes. There's like Nile Rodgers. Uh, there's John Baez, there's ELO. There's a lot of sort of groups that have been around for a long time that were sort of overlooked that are finally in. Does
1: Jeff Lynn of ELO, does he get mad if you say ELO? Does he prefer the full electric light orchestra? I
0: mean, you're No, talking? I think the official name now is Jeff Lynn's ELO because okay. that differentiates it from from ELO 2 and from the orchestra. <laughs> there are two offshoots that caused a lot of lawsuits back in the day.
1: <laughs> okay, just I just wanted to be clear about yeah, that. Yeah, no. that's good. Okay, I don't yes. want to offend Jeff wherever he is. Yeah um because he'll send like a double tracked complaint right uh, <laughs> Yeah, with, with a lot of chunky acoustic guitars uh-huh. and great backing vocals yeah so uh, it's interesting what's going on with the hall of fame because it seems to be in a place of transition in some ways
0: yeah because because this you know with their 25 year rule it means groups that started in 1991 are now eligible which is why pearl jammer in my tupac got in But their theme the past few years is to not focus so much on 25 years ago, but to go back to the 70s and get groups that didn't get in when they were first eligible a long time ago, like Journey and like ELO and like John Baez, who's been eligible forever, you know.
1: And there's a... Journey is emblematic of this thing of... A sort of a populist turn in in the hall it's it's they, they seem to be recognizing Steve Miller last year and,
0: and, and Chicago
1: yeah. yeah so they're recognizing these sort of like classic rock radio staples who were not perhaps uh, critically acclaimed
0: yes I think that journey is the poster child of a group that fans love the critics have always hated and the past few years, it seems like the fans are, are sort of winning. The Journey's become this huge classic rock band.
1: Yeah, that's so it's interesting. It's sort of like there were two movements here. The hall moved towards populist rock, yeah. and Journey moved closer well, to the sort of mainstream. Yeah, and
0: I think the hall was sort of forced to, because they've been doing this for 33 years now or something. A certain point, when you brought in Buddy Holly and the Beatles and everybody else, you sort of make a choice. It's like, okay, do we bring in Sir Mix-a-Lot, or do we go back and you know, or do we bring in like cool '80s British groups like The Cure and whatnot? But they seem to be focusing more on sort of the superstars of '70s that didn't get much love from the critics.
1: I mean. Sir Mix-A-Lot I would If they could uh, If they could induct songs Which would be great uh, yeah. That would be another way to go I, I would certainly want Baby Got Back to Oh yeah Dug That's it, one the the way, of so, the best songs Of the entire So shut 90s. up with your Sir mix lot I don't know why that name Came out of you
0: I wasn't putting him down yeah, yeah, I was just no. saying That they had a choice Of something that was Of the early 90s Or something sure. of the 70s I, I love Sir Mix-A-Lot He's yeah. a genius
1: <laughs> I stand <laughs> not, by that <laughs> Now this is a case Where, where you <laughs> You went too far In no, one direction no, 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 Now you're no, no, going no. far Sir mix lot Is the smartest man Who ever lived He's
0: hysterical On those one shows I love the 80s he's the funniest one in the whole panel Every line of Baby Got Back is perfect. Okay. Yeah, okay so we're getting way after also era.
1: I also am a big fan of the uh, the, the song Swap Meet Louie from that album. And then uh-huh. I found out the only other person on earth who ever mentioned that song, I, I think I said to you, it was Donald Fagan. Also <laughs> loves that song. So I think I'm in, good, <laughs> I'm in really good company. Yeah, just yeah. uh, just to, the, the entire rest of this show is going to be about yeah, Circus so we yeah, shifting. Actually, okay. the rest of the show is going to be about the Rock and Hall of Fame. And we're going to be playing some of Andy's interviews. With, you know, some of the inductees and and talking a little bit, but but generally, I mean, so Joan Baez, why do you think she got in?
0: Well... I think... Don't say
1: the words Bob Dylan. (laughs) I'm not going to say that.
0: I think she didn't get in for a while because she's seen as so purely folk. Yeah. that, That there's not much rock about her. And she even said in her statement, she didn't see herself much as a rock star. And some of her other songs are almost a little bit more country tinged. So I think it took all these years because she's not seen as part of the rock world, but she's part of the broader family of rock and one of the most important people, the folk revival.
1: In Dave Van Ronk's book, Dave Van Ronk was mm. obviously a, a folk legend. Um, helped inspire a certain Coen Brothers movie uh-huh. um, And his his book in fact his book was was partially adapted by them, right? But uh, he had an interesting thing to say about Joan Baez with uh, and and that kind of crystallized for me her style and why it kind of Seems so different from a lot of the other stuff The thing about Baez, though was that like almost all the women on that scene She was still singing in the style of the generation before us. It was a cultural lag The boys had discovered Doc Boggs and Mississippi John Hurt and the girls were still listening to Cynthia and Susan Reed it was not just Joan, there was Colin Hester, Judy Collins, etc. All of them were essentially singing bel canto, bad bel canto by classical standards, but still bel canto. So while the boys were intentionally roughing up their voices, the girls were trying to sound prettier and prettier and more and more virginal. Um, which, yeah. which is, but that, that, that is interesting, because, and then that did, now I'm going to say the words Bob Dylan, that yeah. her pure kind of ethereal style contrasting against Bob Dylan's was a big part of their shows together and the, their work together and also helped ease the... Way for him. It, it made him yeah, more acceptable.
0: she introduced him to a big audience and then he kind of destroyed her career by ushering a new era of <laughs> folk songs that you wrote yourself that were more about the present and less about themes from like the 30s and 40s. But I would say Joan by ba- I mean, Joan... If you
1: accept the that the folk tradition, the weird old America stuff, is so important to rock and roll and so much a part of the history of rock and roll, she was such an essential popularizer of that stuff, and that that alone I right. think merits her induction. And I mean. it's
0: forgotten of just how famous she was. Like 1962, she was in the cover of Time magazine. I mean, she was in this in this pre Beatles world and everything. She was super famous, and she was playing huge concerts and was selling lots of records. And she just, just just on pure time, a, a beautiful
1: beautiful voice and and an amazing song interpreter and you know what makes me sad is that uh, somehow that Judas Priest couldn't have been inducted the same year as her and that they they couldn't have performed
0: yeah, it's my dream in life to finally see Diamonds and Rust done with Joan Baez and, and Judas Priest. It incredible. needs to happen, and that would have been that would someone and
1: someone made yeah. a, a, a a writer named I think Justin Tinsley made a, a really good point about Tupac. It would have been really nice to see him and Janet get inducted together. That would have been because great because they had their own association, um, and it it, w- it would have it it would have it would have had a nice uh, whatever symmetry, but. Janet didn't get in, uh, which is a bummer.
0: Yeah, it's really the past ten years. I feel like she's been almost erased from music history. You would never hear her songs. Really, she was such a force for from like nineteen eighty four to Nipplegate. Yeah, <laughs> it really feels unfair. She's a giant in pop music history. Do you think it's? Do you think it's a, a, a Nipplegate font? That's clearly the turning point of her entire career. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because she, you know, because because she, she was so attacked by the FCC, like, like even though it was Justin Timberlake that tore the thing off. Yes,
1: well, well, no, yes, it's even <laughs> even Justin says that. But so I yeah. mean, Jan- Janet didn't get in. I mean, the other, and, and you know, Jane's addiction didn't get in.
0: Yeah, a lot of sort of eighties alternative bands have really struggled with the Hall of Fame. The Pixies didn't get in. They've never even. It's funny that you That To think of Jane's Addiction As an 80s alternative
1: band Because they're so late in the 80s But yes They started in the 80s Right And it's Yeah I mean I don't think of them As the Pixies though I do think of them As more like Pre-alternative nation Kind of It's It's I wonder if they'll ever get in
0: Maybe in 15 years or so I just think that The voters uh, That largely vote Were Pretty old by that point And weren't listening To Been caught stealing (laughs) Yeah You know Yeah,
1: but then, but then why, but Pearl Jam is like Green Day, right? It transcends.
0: Yeah, because Pearl Jam are still playing huge concerts. They play with Neil Young, you know, they seem to be part of the, the classic rock world, where Jane's Addiction now play theaters and festivals and just aren't sort of a part of the broader world of classic rock, I'd say. They're their own thing.
1: I think, you know, in some ways it could be the the Hall of Fame of making absolutely no one happy in some ways, because it's like there's people complaining from so many different, and I, I think it's a very difficult thing for the for the committee and for the voters that on one hand you have people super mad that, um, I don't know, various- The Moody, Moody Blues. Th- the Moody Blues aren't in, and then other people mad that Ella Cool J isn't in, and yeah. people mad that Tupac is in. There's some people mad that any hip hop is in the hall at all, that any disco would ever be Considered, yeah, and and it's it's it's
0: these are it's it's almost it is like a almost a red state blue state thing in how irreconcilable these views are. Yeah, I think the problem is the term rock and roll is very loose. Yeah, and to some people, it's drum, guitar, bass, and to to lots of other people, it's much broader than that. It encompasses hip hop and folk and metal, and so we was if we can't agree on the basic definition of rock and roll, which we can't, it makes this very difficult. There is a, you know, some columnist for Radio.com
1: did compare it to, said it's a good thing they're making these populist picks because the 2016 election showed how dangerous it can be to ignore what the people really want. I was like, whoa, (laughs) hey now, I don't think it's... Yeah, I I don't think that yes are Trump. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) I think think that most of these bands would be pretty horrified by that comparison, but it's, there there is this... I I would compare this sort of again the the sort of the way that these views can't be <laughs> they, they they can't be reconciled is has a political tinge to it you know it's just people when you have entirely different worldviews they just clash and you can't.
0: Yes, find any common ground where people are always furious about the Hall of Fame the, the <laughs> prog rock fans are furious about King Crimson all the metal fans are beyond furious about Iron Maiden and Judas Priest the the, the hip hop fans are angry about El Cool J and everything else you know fans of then people are always screaming about Bon Jovi and the Moody Blues, you know, but they—they've taken so many of By those bands. People, you mean Bon Jovi is screaming <laughs> about Bon Jovi? No, bon Jovi is very mad about bon Jovi. many fans who fill up stadiums <laughs> to come see him.
1: Are they? Are they screaming for his inclusion in the Hall of Fame? Is I that, think they want a, him a, in. think yes, they, they
0: want him in. I mean, just imagine you're Bon Jovi and you see Journey getting in right now. You're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yes, well, I mean,
1: it, in some ways, Bon Jovi was sort of a slightly later journey, so so you could argue that Journey should get in first. I mean, there, there are right, many but he's he a much bigger
0: in. journey. He still plays stadiums. He still has his real singer, which is him. I mean, he, <laughs> Bon Jovi I mean, still has Bon Jovi gets, in it. He, yes, it does. <laughs> That's
1: like the time uh, but, I've told yeah, this story many yeah. times. When I I saw Guns N' Roses in uh, I think yeah. 2006 at at uh, in New Jersey at yeah. the arena there, and and so <laughs> and the person next to me turns to me and goes before they go on and goes, "Is Axel still in the band?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Like, yes, like yes. That was all. This. So anyway, but they were happy. Whatever they were going to see, they were happy. So anyway, and most so, people. So do you think if Bon Jovi turned up and there was no, there was not even Bon because jo- because Richie Sambora's in there? Yeah. Do you think if it was Arnell from Journey was singing Bon Jovi, would fifty
0: percent of the crowd be happy as long as they played the Bon Jovi hits? Or, or do you- I think I think he has to be there. I think nobody else does. I mean, if you see Jay Giles' band, you can know Jay Giles anymore.
1: Right. That's yeah.
0: Um,
1: the the hip hop thing is interesting yeah. because. There's this criteria We were discussing it earlier That's a little bit hard to put your finger on For what hip-hop makes it in Because Tupac is the first solo hip-hop artist To make it in And I think, I think the sixth overall
0: Yes, and it's a big transition point From the era of hip-hop Groups to solo artists, which sort of happened in the in the nineties, the but
1: they skipped so many people, Andy. They, they,
0: yeah, yeah, but they didn't skip as many as you would think. No, come on. The era of the solo artist where, is nineties. Where's, where, where's Eric B and
1: Rakim? Where, but, where's like a million things? But they're a duo. The, I'm talking okay. about well, solo okay, artists. But, but, okay, but just in general, they skipped over a lot of hip hop. Of course, I mean, of I mean, course, Like an, an, course. A, a
0: mammoth amount of hip hop. I'm not denying that. And, and,
1: and so, but but the I think the the distinction, which is a very intangible thing is they're looking for hip-hop artists who are like rebel rock
0: stars, well, right? Kind it's of sort of like Outlaw Country. They took in Johnny Cash because <laughs> he seems to be have the spirit of rock around him. Right. Whereas Tupac seems to also, in his own way... Yeah, his, his last words possibly were, fuck you to a cop. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, just that alone probably... I think if anyone, even had he made
0: no music, that yeah, would probably... It's, uh, he was very rebellious. He was a rock star. And he died, which doesn't hurt. I mean, he's become this sort of martyr of hip hop. Whereas L. Cool J, who's a beloved figure, he doesn't quite have that rock star aura to him. And he's still out there, he does so many, you know, family. TV shows and stuff. He doesn't scream rock star in the way Tupac does. And I'm not, I, you know, I'm not sure that,
1: you know, Eric B and Rekham uh, are, are on the radar of the larger voters and, and people like that. There's so many important 80s. Yeah. People who, they don't who
0: just- have big famous songs like fight for your right or something that everybody knows
1: and you mean like everybody everybody yeah, yeah I mean yeah, like everybody all, everybody. people yeah, yeah I mean exactly so who, so it, who vote it's tough and, and then people have said you know like the there probably needs to be a hip-hop hall of fame that that's a little bit more inclusive on, on hip-hop because the a rock and roll hall of fame is kind of picking and choosing um, so it's it's tough it's tough and the, so again that's a you know the hall of making nobody happy because <laughs> like the the hardcore sort of raucous people are mad if there's any hip-hop at all but then people right. who really know hip-hop are like come on you're skipping like everything well and yeah. if you
0: talk to guys like like Steve Van Zandt, he always tells me that it makes him sick that Paul Revere and the Raiders aren't in yet. So there's people like him, like Paul Schaefer, they're still fixated on these 60s groups, like these fifth tier 60s bands that they think should all be in. Yeah. So it gets really hard. And, and somewhat, yeah, it's, it's it's
1: it's. I mean, I think the things that bother us are things, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that bother us, but
0: there's there's the, things like the Replacements and, and the Cure well, and the Smiths. There's and, an anti-British bias there is yeah. i think most of the voting committee and the voters are in america so things like joy division and depeche mode and the cure they don't get in and the smiths i mean these huge british bands that have all not gotten close
1: which is which is crazy
0: to me, but it just shows we
1: we're, we're we are not you and I vote we are voters for the yes. Hall of Fame, but we we are not in charge of the Hall of Fame, Andy. We we have no power here. I'm am am hoping, hoping one day. One, <laughs> 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 Andy did yeah. not say that. We're talking about the rock and roll of fame, and we're also going to play some interviews with this year's soon-to-be inductees. I think we'll start with Journey, and you you talked to Neil Sean of, uh, of Journey. Yes. And he was talking about, you know, Steve Perry has not
0: performed with Journey in... There was a one-off in 1991 for Bill Graham when he died, but the last tour was in 86. That
1: was like their Ahmet concert. Yes, basically, yeah, 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 it's the same
0: thing. Yeah. Uh, So the huge question that hovers above the entire ceremony is will Steve Perry play with Journey, which would be a really big deal. And Journey, of course, have a new singer. Yes, that is Arnell Pineda. That sounds just like Steve Perry.
1: Yes, and family, famously gave an interview with Andy where, it, where
0: Arnell was we having need a, to go here. Okay,
1: Arnell was having a tough time on the road and shared his feelings with Andy. Yes, that
0: was a long uh, time ago. Was a long he, time. He's Arnell's doing, doing great better now. He's, he's doing, doing much better. <laughs> um, and he missed his family, but now
1: he's doing well. He had just joined
0: the band. It was yes. going through a hard time, but he's he's doing great now.
1: But this it's. This isn't like a KISS situation where the guys in Journey are like, no, this is our new band. We don't want Steve Perry. They're, they're happy to perform with him.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And Steve crushed their dreams. They became they were a huge band, and he walked away from it. So they were forced to try and carry on with different singers. So let's hear what uh, Neil Sean had to
1: say about possibly performing with Steve Perry at the Hall of Fame ceremony.
0: Yeah, you know, he got on stage like two years ago and sang a few songs and sounded great at a Neil's concert, so he can clearly still sing really well.
3: I, I saw the clips, you yeah. know, um, and I thought he sounded fine, too. I was just like, okay, well, you know, his voice has dropped a bit, but who's hasn't, you know? Right. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed, you know. Um, we, we all love Steve and, you know... Uh, I respect, you know, everything that we've done, and, you know, uh, him and I, you know, had a great relationship for so many years, uh-huh. and um, I really don't know why there's been an absence of it for so many years, besides the fact that we just moved on because we wanted to, and, you know, we had to, right? Um, and, and felt the need to, to get out there and keep playing for our fans, which you know, I would think that everyone would be grateful at this point because we've done so well right. with Arnell.
0: And, you, and, and, and you know, kept the music still, it's it's so alive because of your efforts. I mean, that was really important to get out there. That's what I
3: think, too. I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the reasons that, that everything keeps coming in and the band keeps getting larger and larger is because we're out there yeah, um, every year. And we're playing and we're, we're, you know, digging in. We're doing great performances and our fans are loving it. We're, you know, getting new fans every day, uh, acquiring, you know, much younger audience. Every yes. year, it's really wild. When I look out, I see like four generations of, of people now, you know? Right. Some that have been with us forever, and some that are so young, I can't believe it. And it must have been like their, fa- their parents that were fans of us, and, um, you know, maybe they got turned on to it from Glee, and then... Got curious, and you know, the parents start playing in the records form or whatever. But um, very cool to look at and see that.
0: Yeah, inspiring. Right. So, when was the last time that you even spoke with Steve? Um, we we
3: haven't spoken in years physically. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe uh, when we got um, uh, the Hollywood star, right? Uh, you know. In, in L A, that's the first time I had seen him in a long time, and that's that's the last time I spoke to him. Uh, we did communicate uh, a couple of years ago by email, and um, that was that was going really well. You know, I was just saying hello, and you know, hope that he was well, and you know, wished him well, and that's it. You know, just reaching out as a friend, let him know that I'm there as a friend, and right. you know. Uh, and uh, it went well and then it just kind of stopped and so I I stopped and hopefully, you know um, I've asked uh, to get his number but nobody will give it up and nobody knows what it is (laughs) and so I'm, you know know, that's where it's at so it's okay
0: But you're still hoping that he will agree to sing with you guys because the fans would go so nuts just to see it one last time
3: I think it would only be right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and And, you know, just, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's the one that created all the music with us, and, you know, him and I go back such a long ways, and, um, you know, before he was in the band, he. I remember, you know, seeing him and, you know, uh, an old friend, Jackie Villanueva, that was in the Santana crew, um, was one of the guys that, that found me when I was very young and used to bring me up to San Francisco all the time and introduce me to Elvin Bishop and Elvin Bishop, you know, introduced me to Bill Graham and, and to BB B. King. And, you know, pretty soon I was, the first big place I ever played was the Fillmore West with Elvin and BB B. King,
2: hmm. you know, yeah.
3: and I met both Bill and Elvin that night, uh, and BB. And so, um, you know, Jackie, um, it was just, uh, he. I was playing with one off gig with a band called Azteca, which was kind of like a Santana spinoff, but a much larger band with, I thought, too many people in it. It was like, you know, I don't know, 20 horn players or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was playing at the Kabuki Theater in San Francisco, and Jackie asked me if I would give his friend, who was Steve Perry, a ride to his car afterwards. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him uh, from Adam, and I gave him a ride, and we spoke. And then it was like, you know, a few years after that, that I actually found out that, you know, he was a singer and a great singer through um, Herbie Herbert.
0: Mm hmm. You know, yeah, I guess the fans are just always confused about why he isn't a public figure. There's so much love for him in that music, why he's such a mysterious person that no one ever sees when he's so beloved.
3: You know, I don't know, but, you know, um, we had a lot uh, that was going along for us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the 80s and late 70s when, you know, we started becoming successful and having success with, with our songwriting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and, you know, uh, some people just, you know, want, don't want that sort of lifestyle. You know, I've, I've sort of managed to stay in the middle somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, still have my privacy I can keep my privacy, but when I want to get out there, I can, you know, right? and I'm just not, it, it's not like, oh, I got a you know, cross this big, you know, river or this ocean uh, to get on the other side. It's not a big, heavy thing for me, you know? It's just, uh, you know, part of uh, what I do.
1: Um, Next, we're going to play Andy's interview with John Anderson from Yes!, and, you know, prog rock has been a thing for the Hall of Fame or not been a thing for a long time. Then yeah. Genesis got in. Yeah, Rush, Rush. got in.
0: And then Pink Floyd is kind of prog, sort of. Yeah, that,
1: we could talk about that. We could yeah. argue about that all day. But right. yes, but it's been
0: one of the many groups who are constantly mad about, at the Hall of Fame is is prog rock fans. Right. And they tend to, to, to uh, take in prog bands that have had some pop success like Genesis had, like even Rush had. <laughs> and yes, had a huge 80s pop hit with Owner of the Lonely Heart.
1: Right. I mean, it's one of the very fascinating things in the fascinating history of prog rock yeah. is the 80s pop turn that so many prog acts Right and then yes is of course interesting because there's been so many kind of Incarnations of the band and and of course the the incarnation that did owner of a lonely heart is like in many ways an entirely different band And right
0: now there are two separate lineups of yes. What's going on? There's one group called yes that has guitarist Steve Howe and drummer Alan White and new people Then there's Anderson Rabin Wakeman, which has three members of yes (laughs) that includes the lead singer so in many ways they're more authentic but they aren't called yes and they're both on tour at the same time <laughs> and what is the nature of their dispute like why, why is there a schism it, in yes it's very complicated it comes down to personality issues and in 2004 john was sick for a bit and i didn't want to tour and they got tired of waiting they hired lead singer of the yes tribute band and then <laughs> holy hell broke loose <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's
1: an old story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yes, have been eligible for some years. They finally got in. Right? W- why do you think they got in finally? I think I, I think it's because Rush got in. I think it's because yeah. Rush got in, and people saw the reaction to Rush, and I, I think it kind of helped break down the doors. And I also think again, it's because yes had both you know Roundabout and stuff is on Classic Rock Radio and Mm -hmm. Owner of a Lonely Heart and like
0: hits really help with the voting body as you said yeah I think it's not that much different than Chicago or Steve Miller Band it's just persistence in very famous songs and eventually these kind of groups they get in it just takes time I think I think they're I think it's because they
1: kind of have two sources of strength, like very respected prog band, and then hits, yeah. and then it kind of combined, and yeah, so yeah. Well, let's hear what, uh, you, asked, uh, you asked John Anderson about this very thing, so let's hear what he had to say. He's the lead singer, obviously, of yes,
0: Yeah, so your first reaction, did you feel surprised? Did you, did you think it was going to happen? Well, I'd, I'd heard
4: through the grapevine that it could happen this time, because it's, it's been happening 10 years
0: now. Right, yeah.
4: My, my last, my mantra was, it'll happen when it happens, because people would ask me, so, are you going to get in, are you going to get in? I said, it'll happen when it happens. It's not something that I'm thinking too much about.
0: Right. But so what's this mean to you uh, on a personal level?
4: Well, it reminds me, you know, when I first started the band with Chris and when we were rehearsing in London in this basement of this cafe called... Uh, Lucky Horseshoe. Would you believe it? I just remember that. Wow. And that was in 68. And, uh, you know, you never dream. It's impossible to dream that you would still be alive 50 years later, <laughs> you know, and, and making music still, you know. And, uh, you know, I think about all those musicians that are still, you know, struggling to get it together, get a band going, get their songs written. You just got to keep going. That's the, that's, all I remember was saying to the guys in the band, we could have rehearse more because this is good, we're good. You know, we just started off as yes, and then me and Chris went to see uh, King Crimson do, do their first show at the Speakeasy Club in London, wow. and it was like, it was frightening. <laughs> it was frightening, and was so good. They played their whole first album in the court of the Crimson King, and all the vocals were perfect, the band sounded perfect. And I looked at Chris and said, man, we got a rehearse mark, <laughs> so, 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 you know, no matter what happens, you know, you, you go through life thinking, we'll survive the next tour, we'll see what the next album does. And then slowly but surely, uh, you realize you're becoming well-known, you're becoming famous, you know, and then I think you have a choice. You either get into the rock and roll sort of wild, crazy rock and roll life from the superstar rock and roll, or you start dedicating yourself to music. And I did the, the latter, That I dedicated myself to understanding why was I sort of chosen to be in a band that did so well, like, yes, and, you know. Yeah, it's something that you, you you conjure with all the time. You're up there in front of ten thousand people, twenty thousand people, and more, and uh, you're performing because I think that's what Yes was all about with the performance, the show, experience. the performance.
0: Right. So have you? So you've spoken to Trevor so far? Have you spoken? To, have you spoken to any other bandmates about this yet?
4: Well, Trevor, I'm connected with because of ARW, You know, sure. it's it, it's interesting that. Surprisingly, we just finished the tour and it's like being in that moment in Yes when it was, Rick was in the band and Steve and Alan and and Chris and we were on tour. And we felt, there was this beautiful harmony. Mm
2: -hmm. And it
4: was exactly the same feeling with ARW. It was like, we have this beautiful harmony, we have a great band and we're like, uh, we know we're Yes in, in our senses, you know? Yeah. even though we call ourselves ARW, but we're playing a whole evening of Yes Music and the fans are going crazy. This is just last two months. And it reminds you that in some ways I'm so damn fortunate to be singing the way I do and, 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 and excited about writing new music with Trevor Rick, which we're doing, uh, as I was in 1972, 71, when it was... That moment in time when we were doing Fragile and Close to the Edge, when we knew as a band we were doing something very
1: unique. So this is Rolling Stone Music Now, and that was John Anderson of Yes talking in his delightfully unique speaking voice uh, to Andy Green. We were talking as... as he was playing like man and like Getty Lee uh, you know famously does does he speak like an ordinary guy and he does yeah uh, John Anderson not, not so much really like that dude has a high voice like that those notes come to him pretty
0: naturally come, obviously yeah and he still has the voice which is pretty incredible he's almost 70 and he can sing his ass off still it's pretty amazing so are the guys in yes going to reunite and jam at the Hall of Fame it's very tenuous right now 2 days ago Rick Wakeman said that he definitely wasn't going and yesterday he said that he definitely was going. Right. So we're hoping there'll be a huge yes super jam. It'll be a return to the Yes Union tour of 1991 where both camps came together.
1: <laughs> yes, that that for some reason I, I, yeah. that looms very large in my mind. I think I had a friend at the time who was like insanely excited about the Yes Look, Union it tour. it was
0: the prog rock event of the decade <laughs> in that there were two competing Yeses for a very short time period. I <laughs> won't bore you with all the details, but they dropped the lawsuits and they came together with two keyboardists, two guitarists, two drummers, and just did a yes superstar jam show. And the hope is that will happen again. And they haven't played together in a very long time. Since and again,
1: as we said, they, they are again sort of split into two lineups. So it, it's, it's a very similar thing back then. It's interesting that, that it seems to be the theme of the band is no. And, <laughs> yeah. and yet they're called yes. Like, will we all play together? No. No. Uh, can think, we
0: get along? No. I think, I think <laughs> they will finally put to rest. The, the tragedy is that Chris Squire, the bassist, was the one person that was in yeah. every lineup of the group. And he he passed away about two years ago and he was and he was really hoping that they would get in great bassist actually. An amazing yeah. bassist. He's out of the school of John Entwistle or Jack Bruce a really loud bass big influence on Geddy Lee Yeah, it would be really cool if, if Getty inducted them.
1: In. I think I, I think that'd be amazing um, and so you also talked to uh, Dave Cruzen, yeah. who is Moving on to Pearl Jam and Dave Kruzyn is in a very unique position. Dave Kruzyn, for those who don't know, was the drummer on the original was Pearl Jam's original drummer and was the drummer on Ten and then basically nothing else. Yeah. Um. He he happens to be and I because I, I I talked to Pearl Jam a bunch uh, about him when I did a story on whatever the last anniversary of Ten was uh, when they put out that box set and they they really admire him as a drummer. He was a very unique drummer and he brought a feel to that album that they never quite recaptured, especially in the sort of pseudo James Addiction funk stuff. And it also is ironic that they totally admit that James Addiction was a fantastically huge influence on that first album. And then here they are like smashing past James Addiction to get into the Hall of Fame. But that, that hence that is the way of the world. But anyway, so Dave left the band um, or was possibly
0: well, he's very honest. Yeah, it. he's very so, so. He's
1: going to explain why he left the band, and, and let's here hear from uh, Dave Cruzen, original Pearl Jam drummer. Dave Cruzen,
0: you left after the recording of Ten. Was that your last thing with them?
2: Uh, after the recording of Ten, I did. I think two more gigs, two or three. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you had to leave because of a drinking issue. Was that what was happening?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm an alcoholic and Mm-hmm. I'd really been, you know, just really sick of my disease at that point and just could not stop drinking. Mm-hmm. You
0: know. hmm And so how was it in the next few years just to watch them like get bigger and bigger? Was it difficult to deal with that? Or?
2: Um, well, you know, I think it was harder for people around me mm-hmm. than it was me. I had to either accept it or let it run me over, you know what I mean? Right. So I had, to, I had to accept it and and move on with my life, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I realized also, it's like, yeah, that's music, that's what I wanted to do. And, and it really, the upside of it was it got me, uh, you know, to take notice of my life and get my shit together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing was that for the next couple of years, I mean, they're really good people, and it's not just a musical influence. I mean, they've influenced me with, the, you know, how they've conducted themselves as well,
0: so... Yeah. Now, uh, did you see the Pearl Jam 20 documentary? No. Okay. Because they don't give much time to the drummers. They have, like, a 90-second thing where they yeah, go the through whole it the
2: with Pearl Jam and drummers, you know, I feel bad because... I don't understand people's high school quick conversations on Facebook and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, people can have a favorite drummer. I understand that. Right. But put two like, you know, try and put one down to build the other one up. I don't understand that, and I I can't get with that. Right. So, right. Right. I think Matt Cameron is by far the best drummer the band's ever had. Mike.
0: Uh. Yeah. So they're just taking in you and Matt Cameron. Do you think that was the right call? Oh, God, I had no
2: idea. I mean, I'm so, you know, I had no idea. Right. I, I do know that there's a lot going on on Facebook. Yeah. And I guess I was just had some petition that somebody's trying to... Yeah. You know, I don't know. i stay out of that. Right, yeah. I do know this, though, and I uh, I feel like, you know, once... Having been in that band, I feel like, you know, you leave that you're representing, you're still representing that band, you know what I mean? Right. You can't, and and that was a big part of how I got my life together. I felt like, you know what, I gotta, just because I'm not in a band doesn't mean I'm not out there. You know, people are like, oh, you play in that band. It's kind of, you're you're somewhat of an ambassador. (laughs) You know what I mean? You You gotta keep your shit together. and. Yeah, that whole thing really was instrumental in me in getting my life together. And going up to that point, and, and I would say, like, the whole drummer controversy uh, with the band, I think that, you know, obviously Matt Cameron should be there, and um, beside that, I, I just, yeah, I just I
1: guess I'll just stay out of it you listening to Rolling Stone music now, and that was original Pearl Jam drummer Dave Cruzen talking about being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he he was kind of mentioning a controversy that involved uh, Dave Abruzzese, who was uh, the, the next drummer uh, in the no, band. No, oh, were, it
0: was Matt Chamberlain? Oh, sorry, Matt. Sorry, he
1: was the okay. He was the <laughs> third drummer, right? Matt Chamberlain. Um, Abruzzese is is particularly uh, upset about not being in the Hall of Fame, and so that's what he was referring to. Anyway. Uh, there's a challenge for the organizers of the Hall of Fame, in addition to, as I said, just the fact that whatever they do makes everyone angry, right. uh, because you can't please anyone uh, with this particular setup. It's just very difficult. There's people with too many different ideas. But the specific challenge with the ceremony each, each year is r- trying to wrangle reunions for these bands.
0: And there have been amazing reunions. The I mean, the the police, Cream... There was, like, there was, the Talking Heads performed. They got Led Zeppelin to reunite. It was incredible.
1: Nirvana, uh, you know, what's left yeah. of Nirvana with, I mean, then that was for me one of the greatest moments I've, I've ever seen in a Hall of Fame ceremony is to see, you know, a, a bit of Nirvana reunite with other singers. So near miracles have happened. Mm. And then there's been <laughs> total non reunions, such as Kiss, right. such as Peter Sotero
0: with Chicago. Who else didn't fail to reunite? They didn't get Richie Black more with Deep Purple last year. Uh, the Kiss thing was a fiasco. I mean, well, but, you know,
1: it, it's forgotten now, but of course Axl cho- a- a- yeah. at that time did not choose to
0: reunite they with Guns Roses. They didn't get Van Halen back together. Genesis didn't play with Peter Gabriel or with anybody. Because often they have bands that haven't spoken in years, that hate each other, that have been to court a lot, that have been fighting f- you know, for decades about money and whatnot and telling these people you have to perform together. Right is just a non-starter for some of these groups. Right,
1: they can't even talk to each other, let alone perform and harmonize and, right. and
0: rehearse. So Cause it's not like because it's not just the oh they, you know and There's then credence and yeah,
1: yeah uh, why well, you read you read my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the yeah I guess the the most yeah John Fogarty played with a super group instead of reuniting right. with the Credence and guys.
0: Blondie was the most awkward because at the <laughs> podium. Yeah, the guys turned to Debbie Harry and were like, "Can we play with you, Debbie?" And she was like, "No." And then they fought <laughs> about it at the podium because <laughs> that was the only place where those guys where, they, where they'd even see her. <laughs> what
1: happened with Elvis Costello and and, and his bass player? Um, I can't remember. I, I feel like he. I feel
0: like he I'm said. Not sure he showed up. Elvis may have said something. I totally forget. something
1: happened there. But anyway, that was another famous contentious, contentious right. thing. But so this year. The big questions, are, as we discussed, are Steve Perry with Journey. and right. that, And it's, well,
0: if you had to put odds on it, do you think that will happen? I would I would have said no until he got on stage two years ago and sang with the Eels and sounded pretty good. Right. Do you think Arnell,
1: on some level, is terrified that that Steve Perry will like get on stage with Journey, like it so much that he's like, guys, we're,
0: I'm back. I think <laughs> Arnell knows that Steve's not coming back for okay. a tour. And he worships Steve Perry and they've never met. Wow. So he told TMZ, Arnell did, that he's dreaming that he can meet Steve Perry. He's his vocal <laughs> hero for his whole life. But if Steve does sing with them and does dig it, I mean, there's a possibility they could reunite. And it's small, but a journey towards Steve Perry would be a really big deal. They'd pack arenas everywhere. I'm looking forward to Ed,
1: to Eddie Vedder's speech, um, which I think, he, if, if I know him, he's probably already
0: working on. Uh, I think yeah. it would probably
1: be pretty special. Although, they, they're limited to short speeches
0: now, right? No? Or, yeah, they told the street band they could each do 30 seconds, and they'll talk for like 20 <laughs> minutes each. But the big question is, who will induct Pearl Jam? Yeah. And will they let Dave Kruzan play drums on a 10 song? Because they haven't sang with him, or I mean, they haven't played with him since very early 91. I would bet
1: that he gets to play on one song, That'd be nice I think that's
0: yeah probably the thing if they play a they have Dave Beck on drums I think the fans would be really happy just just to go full circle back to the first rehearsal basically
1: I'd be shocked if they didn't do that
0: right yeah it would be very generous
1: and so we were talking about the future of the next few years of the Hall of Fame and it, it does the 90s are coming it's going to be if if there's if they are smart you know we'll have the 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 legends of the '90s, include from from
0: Biggie to uh, to the entire alt rock pantheon, should get in, right? Yeah, and whereas just next year alone could be Radiohead and Rage Against the Machine, right? And if Rage gets in, it becomes a very big question of does Zach show up and does he play?
1: Right, and we get into that whole thing again. Right, but it's a-
0: not even clear what the problem is there, so I don't even. Yeah, I mean they're on tour now with Chuck D.
1: So. Zach's big, busy insisting that Obama and Trump are exactly the same, and they're, right. they're all everyone's a war criminal, and like yeah. you're, you're a war criminal, and and the
4: Greens a war criminal. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: he's just <laughs> everyone. Uh, so it, it's 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 tough. And then do you think the I mean the pumpkins are eligible soon?
0: No, they have been eligible. They've been His, eligible right. Gish was out in ninety. Right. So they're eligible right now, and they have even been on the ballot. I think that's nuts I think they should it's you know. nuts I just think they haven't been on the cultural radar the same way Pearl Jam has it, it's it's too bad because that would obviously
1: if I were Billy and there's been talk of a reunion that would be a lovely spur to the reunion as you reunite on stage with your Hall of Fame and up but this is never gonna happen they're right I forgot they were eligible
0: and they haven't even been yeah uh, you know well, on the ballot he which, just played with James Eha a few months why ago. why were James
1: Addiction on the ballot and the Smashing Pumpkins weren't
0: well, James started earlier, and ja- and
1: James were more, you know, arguably more influential. But the Pumpkins were bigger, right? The logic is
0: even for those who it, the logic can be hard to follow for sure. It, it, I think there tough. is no logic. It's it is the whims of a given set of people in a room on one day.
1: Well, it's, it's, you know, it's, to be fair, it's not the whims. It's the it's the the best efforts of yes. a lot of smart people. Yes. Again. In the hall of unable to please anyone because it's impossible to please anyone, and it's just it, it's just so hard. There's so many constituencies. Yeah,
0: and as the night as they can go further and further into the 90s, they have to make a big decision: do we focus on more 90s acts, or do we go back and get the Moody Blues type people f- that we've overlooked? Or the whole
1: 80s, all the all the 80s people. Yeah, there. right, because yeah, yeah.
0: they're yeah. past the 80s now, and they missed so much good 80s stuff. I,
1: I think there's there's two ways looking
0: at it. People are like, oh, it's gonna get harder and harder, or maybe it gets
1: easier and easier because now there's like this in huge sort of buffet to pick from from yeah. the entire history of, yeah. of, of music. If yeah. they do it
0: right, they could go for years. Just imagine a year that's like Radiohead, Rage, The Smiths, The Cure, Depeche Mode, and Joy Division or something. I mean, it would be ridiculous. And what's the band that Steve Zant wants in? That's Paul Revere and the Raiders. And Paul Revere and the Raiders, uh, are they alive? Uh, I some of them are, Yeah, I think Paul Revere died last year, but he's not the singer. It's very confusing. It, it, I'm, I'm already confused, yeah. but that that would be, I would like to make Stephen then happy. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. Mm. Sure. Great. We can take in Paul Revere and the Raiders too. For,
1: for, we've, we've talked about all the important artists today. Sir a lot <laughs> Paul Revere and the Raiders. It's really just the, the essentials yeah. of, of rock and roll that, and that is indeed what rock and roll fam- fame is about. So this has been Rolling Stone Music Now. Um, be sure to Download our podcast at rollingstone.com slash podcast or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and tune back here on volume next week at 1 p.m. on Sirius XM. Thanks for being with us.